Welcome to C3 Church Tugra. You're about to hear a message from our senior pastor, Phil Oldfield. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. your time tonight we haven't or we haven't because we've worshiped God and he's high and lifted up Bible says if he be lifted up he will draw all men all people unto him amen who believes that I think it's the most wonderful thing you can do is come out on a Sunday Sunday night and worship God why would you want to be staring into a box with you know and and I know but help me you know this is powerful because when we stand together as a church we can pray, we can intercede, and we can believe for a preferred future for the Central Coast. I mean, there's a lot of people maybe in hospital right now that need a blessing. You know, there's, there's loved ones, sick, diseased. We need to believe that we can be the answer. The church is the answer for all the, all the plight and all the problems and all the stuff that could be happening to anyone's life. And, and I believe that we have the power of our spoken word to change things. I want to speak tonight on faith. It's a life-changing message. I want to help some people tonight understand how this church got here. I don't want to talk about that story, but literally this church is here because we pulled it out of heaven. Well, it just didn't come. Nothing just comes. Your life will not just, your best life will just not appear. You know, you, you know, um, some people are really bitterly disappointed with their life because they never made it happen. It's up to you. Life is about choices and faith is about choice. You have a choice to make. God's way or this way. And really, at the end of the day, faith is about choosing the higher way. This way. This ain't changing, buddy. This ain't moving. This is rock steady. What God says about us and what God says about you it will not shift. It's set in eternity. You can believe what the world tells you, your circumstance, the weather. I mean, I love surfing people because they don't care what the weather says. They still go out and surf. Amen? Maybe that's why they make good Christians. I don't know. Some people won't come to church because of the weather. Some people won't give because of the weather. Some people won't worship because of their feelings. I don't feel like it, but the Bible doesn't tell you to, to worship out of your feelings. It tells you to worship out of your heart where your faith is. I'm not happy with the haircut I got this week. Well, it doesn't tell you to worship God with your haircut. You know what I mean? I bought some shoes, great hiking shoes. I realized they're too big. Uh, but, you know, I still come to church. <laughs> I still walk the bushwalk I do in shoes that are too big for me. But you know what, it's about faith, and faith is in your heart, and that's what I want to talk about tonight. So Father, right now, help us understand that with this message, that Lord to God, we can live a most extraordinary life, change other people's lives into a preferred future of their ultimate life, their ultimate life. Amen? Who's ready for it? Who's up for it? Come on, let's believe tonight. God bless you. You can take a seat. Everything you have from God, you receive by faith. I'm just going to throw some statements out at you. So just grab your pen, your notepad, and... It's on podcasts. This is for the podcast listeners. This is some, probably a message I would preach on a Sunday morning 
which is a little bit line by line, but, and it's a, a big message. I'm just going to see how far I go. I'm not going to be too long tonight because um, I just feel that there's going to be enough Holy Ghost breeze here to take me so far, and then I'll just see what happens from there on in. It is the day of Pentecost, 2,000 years ago, the church was birthed. Jesus said, don't do anything until you're clothed with power. He said that in the last couple of verses of Luke. And, and Jesus, what do you mean? We're ready to rock. We've been living with you for three years. We're ready to do this. No, don't do anything. Wait, pray. And they waited and it was 500 up in the upper room and people had things to do and they drifted off over a matter of 10 days. They waited in, in this upper room and people said, I'm busy. I've got to go and I've got to do something else. I've got to sell my cow and got to do this or I've got to get married or I've got to do this and so in the end it was 120 and you know the story wind and fire <laughs> came into that place and tongues of cloth and fire and uh, which is symbolic of you know our our voice our tongues our voice being supernaturally enhanced to communicate to prophesy and to speak life into things who believes that who prophesies into their own life. I hope there's people prophesying into the church. I know the prayer people do that. But you wouldn't believe if you're saved how much authority you've got in your spoken word to bless things. Man, you can speak things. You can speak over your plants at your home, if you like, if they're floundering. I do. I speak over the plants, the Julie plants, and don't look after, and then I come across them. and So you will live. <laughs> and you know what? I did that to my cedar tree and, and now it's as big as that roof there and uh, I, I don't, just practicing, you know, just you want to practice, you know, the spirit of prophecy, you know, practice over your business, practice over your health, you know, practice, you know, this stuff. It's about faith and it's about accessing God's version of your life as opposed to what the world tells you. Everything you have from God you receive by faith. Faith is the key to every victory and to holding on to what God has given you each day you make the choice to use your faith. Say, use your faith. You choose to believe in the invisible power of God to bring miracles to pass or to believe in what the natural world says about your circumstances. Ultimately, faith is believing God and His Word. That is probably paramount to realize that you're not going to get far on good intentions. You're not going to get far on mental ascent to God. You need to get this word and you need to have it firmly established in your heart and you need to have it as a roadway through your life. The word of God. Otherwise, you're just getting along by all sorts of wonderfulness, but that wonderfulness will be found weighed, measured and wanting. Amen? You've got to have the word. You've got to rely on the word. You've got to get the version of the situation that presents itself as a problem, as a situation, you've got to take that thing and you've got to take that circumstance, that situation and that problem and you've got to take it back to the Word of God and find out what God says about that. Does God say you should be in lack? No, you should, you should be prospering. Why? Because there's third world children out there that need food and it's no good for a Westerner who is vastly, immensely optimized to access vast sums of finances to bless the third world. Uh, Daniel, you quoted something in your Facebook. Can you quote that right now to me, 20%? What was that, buddy? um, 20% of the developed nations consume 8% of the world's produce. 
consume 80% of the world's produce. Uh, yeah. And see, that's a huge injustice. I, I believe this, that the church is arising all over the world to bring justice, to bring equality. And, and you know what? You've you got to understand this. It's only going to happen if you live by faith and walk by faith, not by your five senses. One of the key things that a Christian has, um, has as a revelation to him that we walk by a revelation of what God says about our life and what God says about this world. Let me carry on. Faith is a matter of choice. It is never true to say you could not believe. In every situation, you can choose either to believe the revelation of the truth of the circumstances or reason, doubt or fear. The choice is yours. Is this making sense to someone? Learning to live by faith is learning to make the right choices, believing God no matter how you feel or what others say. When we were going for this church, I'm not going to get through this message, am I? Because everything I, every statement I read, I'm just exploding with ideas. Now that statement there, I had some good, well-meaning, good friends even coming to me in trying to buy this property and trying to get a DA for it through council, which ended up being a five-year fight with council. And in the end, it was my fight, my fight only, because no one could understand the faith I was operating in. I seen something that no one else could see. Even my very good friends could hardly see it at times. And I was being challenged through this particular saga, which really inbuilt in me perseverance. That's what the trials of life are about it builds in you real faith it builds in you you know if everything just came magically like that that wouldn't be faith that'd be sport bratness and uh, you know what i mean but it's about living through the trial of life and holding up under that trial and accessing heaven by faith and bringing grace into that situation and being comfortable how god works that out and then retaining your faith in that because sometimes God doesn't work it out the way you want it to work out. Julie and I were praying for an 18-year-old boy, our neighbor, and he was a beautiful teenage guy, just got his car surfing. You know, he had this uh, apprenticeship he just started and he disappeared and said, have you seen so? I haven't seen him. He turned up two weeks later. Oh, they thought I hadn't... Uh, penicitis, but no, they've realized they've got a tumor. He disappeared again two weeks later. We found out he's down at the hospital, St. Vincent's, I think it was. And of course, he was, he was under the terrible assault of cancer. He'd lost his hair, he'd lost, he couldn't speak, and so we got them saved. But we were absolutely determined to try and reverse this situation and bring... Um, bring about a, 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 better, a better version than what, what we were seeing. So we did. We prayed, we prayed, we prayed. We got them saved, but then a week went by, and now he's in Wyong Hospital. We go again, and this is it. He's on the way out. He's absolutely gone. We go there, we pray for him, we lay hands on him, and while we were laying hands on him, he passed away. He passed away. I mean, how's that? I mean, you know, some, you know and... and God pulled me up shortly after that and said, it's cool, you rescued him from the agony of death. The agony of death, and he's with me now. So you've got to look at these, you've got to be comfortable with what God does through the unfulfilled prayers, and you've got to say, okay, if that's so be it, but my faith 
remained intact. It took a bit of a shock. It took a bit, oh, I was like winded, you know what I mean? Who's ever been winded? Oh, so it pulls you right out, don't it? You just collapse on the floor, whatever. You know, I was winded, but certainly soon gained my composure and, uh, and by faith we went again. In the building, it was this, the building story, I should wrap that up. I had good friends coming to me saying, you sure it's of God this, taking this land and trying to build a church? And, you know, I had these certain wonderful people saying this. And then I, in the end, I just had to say, no, I can see it. I, I'm not budging. I'm not swaying. I'm not falling back. <laughs> I'm not shrinking back, says in Hebrews. I can see this, man. I can taste it. I can taste this. You ever, you ever wanted something so bad? You ever seen it so bad that it doesn't make natural sense, but you can see it? You can see. See, there's a, there's a, the, the eyes of your heart, the Bible says in Ephesians, can actually see what God wants you to see. Your five, five senses will only see in the natural. Your five senses will only, will only tell you and give you testimony of what is happening in the natural, which is completely changeable and completely temporary. But what God wants to show you is what is eternal and what is absolutely His plan at the end of the day for us, you and me. Am I speaking to someone tonight? So you really got to understand this. Okay, let me go back to this. Learning to live by faith is learning to make the right choices, believing God no matter how you feel or what others say. It is difficult to live by faith if you are too concerned about the reactions of others rather than what God thinks of you. How about this? People who are full of faith are very positive. <laughs> Even in difficult situations, they can still be happy because they trust God to intervene in some way. Now, some, for some reason, I've always had this ability just to realize that God made us incredibly, amazingly tenacious to troubleshoot life. But then when you get saved, you realize, oh my God, now I've got supernatural help to make this work. So I've told the story before, Jilly was stuck behind a curtain, someone slammed the door in a finger. Anyway, I won't go into the, the, anyway, so the finger ended up here and then she was standing, anyway. But the doctor said, that, that's, look, forget it, just leave it off. I said, you're kidding, man. Lucky I was a new Christian. I just believed recklessly. I just, audacious faith. Say audacious faith. I said, the finger's going back on. No, you don't understand. You, you, you know, we'll bring the guy in, the key boss, the boss guy, the boss doctor of the whole ward. I don't care. The finger is going on. I don't care who you send in here. The prime minister, the finger's going on. So be it. I said, well, we'll put it back on, but it's not going to be good. And it's a lot of trouble. And you don't want to put the kids through. No, the finger's going back on. Well, the next morning, they un took off the wrappings that we put on it because we just stuck it back there and wrapped it, something around it. And they took it back. They said, oh, it's already taken. It, the, it's, it's, it's already worked. It's already mended. Oh, well, no, this should be all right. Put it back on. And they, they sewed it back on, and she's got those fingers that she plays the keyboard with to this day. Give it a lot of hair. Yeah. 
When people fail to put their faith in Jesus in their daily lives, they often speak negatively about themselves, others, and their situation. You know anyone, people like that? They're just always down crying. They're always, oh, oh, look at them. Look at me. Look at that. Oh, look at them. Look at that. Look at me. Oh, look at that. Look at them. Look at me. Oh, oh, give us a break. Come on. You are a creation of Christ. You're a creation of God. You take stock of your life and, you know, there's people being absolutely trashed through war. Guy with no face. Guy with no arms. They put him on the stretcher. He got exploded by napalm in Vietnam. They put him on the, on the stretcher. This is a guy that goes around to churches to this day. They put him on the stretcher. The phosphorus or whatever that chemical is burnt him through the stretcher. They put him on the stretcher. They march him away. Crack. Oh, okay. So let's find another way to carry this man around. He, he doesn't even look like a human being, but he goes around to church and he will stand up in front of a church and give testimony of our loving God, how he preserved his life. What's our problem? When people fail to put their faith in Jesus in their daily lives, they often speak negatively. We said that. They need to be freed from their negative unbelief by having their minds renewed according to God's Word. Who believes in that? So, when God says in His Word, what, what God says in His Word is more real than the circumstances, feelings, or even human thinking. Check this scripture out, Matthew twenty four thirty five. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. You know what I'm saying? The good news is that you do not have to be influenced by negative attitudes, thoughts, ideas, or words. You don't. You have a choice to either concentrate on the things of the flesh, meaning your soul and your body, operating independently from God or to set your mind on the things of the spirit that spirit which is dependent on God dependent on God so I can listen to my soul and body which is separated from God and say oh I feel sick oh I feel ugly oh I feel terrible oh 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 or I can say man I've been through Vietnam but I'm going to I'm going to walk this out I'm going to I'm going to live this out. I've, I've been through school. I've been through a business collapse. I've been through a bad marriage. I've been through huh, some health issue. I've been through, I've been through, I've been through whatever. But, you know, this is the great thing about faith, that you can stand up on the inside and begin to walk your life out by what God says. God's not into making you absolutely comfortable, by the way. He just wants you to get through life where you have faith to believe in Him. Will I find faith when I come again? So if you've got faith at the end of the day, you're going to be doing well. You can choose to think the way God thinks by learning to agree with His Word, which will give you life and peace, of course, or you can think according to the standards of the world, which leads to death. God does not want you to lead a defeated, miserable life. Of course, He doesn't but a life of faith in Jesus Christ, allowing God's Spirit to influence your mind because you believe the truth of His Word. I don't know if we've got this up here, but it says freedom will come when you hear God's Word. 
believe God's word. Act on God's word. I said freedom will come for your life when you do this. Hear God's word. Believe God's word. Act on God's word. Guess what God's word's about? It reveals who he is, what he has done for us in Jesus, what he wants for us. We have to choose whether to obey or disobey to believe or contradict what he says about our life. Is that good? Someone getting something out of this? Of course, we said faith is a matter of choice. When the Spirit speaks a word of faith to your heart, you have the choice to accept or reject that word. The Holy Spirit urges you to believe and act in obedience to what God says. John 8.31 says... To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. John 8, 32 says, Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Okay, so you're sick. You're a Christian. You've just found out you've got a disease. You're sick. The doctor says, It is true. You are sick. You've got a disease. Whatever. That's one truth. It's true. You, are, you can't discount that. You have had just... You've just had a reality check that you're, you've got a problem. But what then God's word says is that in Isaiah that we are healed by his stripes. Amen? The Bible says we're healed by his stripes. So there's a contradiction, uh, Pastor Phil. Help me. What am I to do? Just been to the doctor. He says I'm sick. Actually, I've got something serious happening. Yeah, but what does the Word of God says? The Word of God says in Isaiah 53, it says we are healed by His stripes. Meaning by what He did on the cross of Calvary, that is a promise that is alive and well, strong and powerful, ready for you to access by faith. And if you want it, you can believe in that higher reality and that higher revelation of what God says about your life, that you are healed in Jesus' name. Yeah, I'm not discounting this. Yeah, you, you, sounds like you're sick. The doctor said you, you're sick. Yeah, but guess what, friend? The, the B-I-B-L-E, Jesus himself says, you are healed. So you start to subscribe to the higher truth and the higher revelation of what God's word says. You know what I mean? Instead of groping around saying, oh, gee whiz, the world says, the doctor says, my symptoms say, oh, gee. No. Yeah, I just had a little bit of a wake-up call there, right? But you know what? I'm going to walk this out into the presence of God, into the Word of God. I'm going to walk my life out into the promises of God because I have a rich inheritance in Christ. And so you go, you go hang on, my dad, my father in heaven, he says he sent his son Jesus 2,000 years ago, paid a price on the cross of Calvary to die for my sin and my disease and everything that this world can throw at me. So, so hang on, I, I've got to find a solicitor, man. I've got, man, it's all been done for me. I've got to find a good lawyer that can, you know. And so what, what do you do? You go to the Word. You go to your, your, your strong Christian friend. And you get them to pray for you. You get them to say, come on, let's b- believe with me. The promises are yes and amen. Uh, would you agree with me that what Jesus did 2,000 years ago is true and alive and well for me right now to walk out and into Help me right now. I need to claim that. I need to believe for it. Why? Because you're in need. Do you know what I'm saying? It's a walk of faith. Live by faith, not by sight. Someone getting something out of this? Two realities 
But the reality I prefer, the council guy rings me up 7 o'clock Friday night. He says, Pastor Phil, look, we know your journey. You've been at this for a couple of years trying to get the DA for, for this church. He rings me up 7 o'clock while I'm building my house. Nail bag on, the kids pass me the phone up. It's some guy that is also a believer. And he says, I'm also a believer. But can I just tell you, Pastor Phil, desist now. Desist, what do you mean? I'm standing there almost under the, you know, the open sky. I was, in fact, and stand on my roof. And I'm hearing this guy. I'm wanting to believe him because he's so sincere about it. He's saying, look, I love you. Look, I, 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 I respect you, I mean, and I respect what you're trying to do, but you are wasting your time. You're wasting your time. It's not going to happen. You will not get this DA of this building through. It just ain't going to happen. And I'm listening to this for about 10 minutes. I'm wanting to believe this guy because he's so sincere. You know when someone tells you something and you go, I want to believe you, you know, I really want to believe you. Maybe it's maybe some of the wives when your husband tells you something anyway. And, um, and, and you think, I want to believe this guy, you know, I really want to believe him, you know, but you just something in your spirit says, no, it's just not checking with me. And soon as he stopped, as soon as he stopped, I said, you know what, until God says differently, I'm not going to desist, I'm going to persist. I'm going to persist with what I see on the horizon for C3 Tugger, my life, our church. I'm going to persist in the version that God has for me, that I've, which has been revealed to me by the Word of God. I'm hearing this man, I'm hearing what this man's saying, but then I've got to take that report and I've got to commit it to the Lord. And I'm saying, Lord, what about that report? Because some good reports can come and people can help you, of course. Some good counsel can come and say, be careful of that, be careful of this. Yeah, you should listen to them. But this was a report that wasn't checking with my spirit. It just didn't ring in my spirit. I, I was just trying to find something I could agree with, Cameron. And in the end, I said, I'm sorry, but until God says differently, that finger's going back on. Until God says something different, we're going to persist and we're going to see the DA fulfilled on this property. And guess what? About three months later, praise God, it happened. Through some supernatural intervention, it happened. Prayer. Prayer is a powerful thing. It can make a way where there's no way. You've got to pray. You've got to fight. You've got to fight with faith. You've got to believe with tenacity. You've got to keep... You've got to keep in the Word of God. You've got to keep prayed up. Otherwise, you fall foul to another version. You go, maybe this, uh, this worldly version is right for me. Maybe, maybe I should be broke, busted, and lonely, and friendless. And maybe that is my version of... No! You go back to the Bible, and the Bible says you should prosper socially, physically, spiritually. In every way, you should be prospering. Got to get back to the Bible. Got to get back to what God says about... Your version called your life. Okay, looks like I'm not going to get too far tonight. Come on. Okay, one scripture. One, one scripture, yeah. Okay, so it says this. Romans 10, 17. Let's just drop a couple of scriptures in. And uh, consequently, faith comes from hearing the message. And the message is heard through the Word of God. If there was only one thing I would come to church for, it would be to hear the Word of God so that my faith could come alive again, so that I could get vision back again. Your vision gets reduced. 
you start to just look at your haircut and look at your shoes and look at worldly stuff and you're so carnal and all you think is about carnal stuff and you can't see God's vision for your life. You can't see what God wants to do through SG, through the Yars group, through the C3. I can't see what Pastor Phil's talking about. What's he talking about trying to build a church on this 11 acres? I can't. So we must have had people like that, Bree, that say, I just do not see what Pastor Phil sees. You must have saw that, Tim, down at Oxford Falls with Pastor Phil Pringle. I don't see what you see, Pastor Phil Pringle. I don't see 300 churches to the nations. I only just see this little church here at DY. I only see that, you know. And, and, and it takes a man of faith to stand up and say, I see something different. I see something on the horizon of our life. And I see a better future, a preferred future. By faith, I see it by the Word of God. Faith is in your heart. Okay, one more point. One more point. Here it is. Number one. Firstly, I'd love quoting this. Faith God wants you to have is the kind of faith that sees the invisible, believes the impossible, and does the incredible. Did you get that? Faith that God wants you to have is the kind of faith that sees the invisible, believes the impossible, and does the incredible. Who's up for some of that stuff? Who wants to? Who are just nice life and... This is me. I lived such a nice life. Oh, everything was just so rosy and I lived so nice. You know what? Christianity is not about living nicely like that. That is a complete, that is a complete lie. Man, he wants to take you through valleys. He wants to take you over five people. How many? Eleven people died on that mountain. What mountain was it the other day? Adventuring in the Mount Everest. You got it. See, see, you can, you can get, I mean, uh, what I'm trying to say is these people lived outside the box of their comfort zone. These were natural explorers in life. These were people exploring in life. Fantastic. It's great. What I love to do is explore in the spirit. I like to take a journey in God and walk out the ancient pathways in God and see what he has planned for this central coast. I like to see who figures in that plan. Who's the leaders in that plan? Who's the church builders? Who's the contributors? Who is the prayers? I like to see those people. Like sports selectors, when they see and they come to the sports fields of the, of the, of the, of the nation, they're looking out, man. They're looking for players. See that guy, man. Comes up to the mother and father. Your boy, man, I saw him. My, your daughter, man, she's really good, man. You ever thought she could go to another level? Yeah, man, I, I thought they were pretty good. No, I'm serious, man. They've they got something on their life, man. They're going to do something s- extraordinary for the sports of, of our nation. Wow, yeah, I'm into that. What we do in church, we see the potential and the calling in, in people's life, and we bring it out by faith. And we say, God's got, a, God's got a great version of your life, a great destiny about your life. God's got purpose for your life to really help people, bless people. But it can only be accessed and seen by faith. You will never see this version of your life without faith. Now, this is the point I want to make. Okay, nearly done. Here it is. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Faith enables you to receive substance. Now, faith is, okay, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is, not was or will be. It is present tense. It is now. It is right now. Faith is now. Faith is knowing that you are bound for eternity now. Not when you die, not when you're on your deathbed and you almost 
crossing over. No, you know you've got eternity right now. You're bound for heaven right now. To access that sort of revelation, you've got to believe now. You've got to have faith now. A lot of people get that when they're on their deathbed. They go, I really do believe in eternity. I really do want God. Now, help. I've elicited. Sorry, God. <laughs> but Christians should wake up and they do when they give their life to the Lord and they say, thank you, Jesus. I've got eternity now. I don't have to wait for it, but it's a present truth now. That is now faith. All the promises, all the, yes, all the yes and amens of the promises of God are yours right now. You can have them now. You just got to reach out and access them. So what you got to do, I, I don't know, I just had this, this afternoon, I was thinking about it, right brain, left brain, help me. Some people operate on one or the other. It is almost like trying to have... But I walk by my five senses. I'm really good at that. I'm a good surfer like that. Man, I can see where the, just where the swell's coming up. I know which one to take off on, man. I, man, that's how I live. That's how I live my life. I can see. I can see cars coming at me. I can dodge them. And I, can, I can see stuff. I, I can smell stuff. Smell. Mm, something's not right. Something's good. I can smell soup, actually. Five senses. I can feel that that's not good. I can feel that that's good. Do you know what? When you get, when you get saved, God's calling you to live by faith from your heart. A lot of people's hearts are shut down. A lot of people's hearts are shut down to believe from their... And a lot of people believe in God in their mind. What's the difference? Here it is. Here's the point I was trying to make. And this will be it. Uh, faith is not was or will be it is the present tense said that if faith is not in the present it is not faith hope is mental but faith is spiritual hope is a product of the mind okay prove it i said in hebrews 11:1. 1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen so there's there's faith and there's hope in there do you see that there's faith and there's hope. Okay, 1 Thessalonians 5.8 says, But since we belong to the day, let us be self-controlled, putting on faith and love as a breastplate. So it's saying, gird up, Christian, get strong, put a breastplate on. If you saw King Arthur the other night, you would have saw these magnificent men and women even with some sort of breastplate on. And it was protecting their heart. In your heart is faith. And the hope of salvation as a helmet. So your hope is in your mind. You put the helmet on, that's where your hope is, in your mind. Your hope is in your mind, your faith is in your heart. When God gives birth to faith, it, it's birthed in the heart. A lot of people struggle. Here it is, guys. A lot of people, yeah, good stuff, Ben, come on. My time is done. I can feel the wind dying down. A lot of people struggle. Now listen to me. A lot of people struggle because they give mental ascension to God, mental ascension to the Bible. I have hope that this will work. I have hope that I will go to heaven. I will hope that I'm saved. But you know what? It's all about the heart. A lot of people's hearts are banged up. They're not letting even God in. They're not even letting God in. I'm not letting you in God. I'm not letting that word in. And look, I, I have hope in you. I have a mental ascension to you, but what God is asking you to do is have 
faith in your heart. It's faith in your heart that sees God, that accesses God, that sees the best version of your life. It's it's heaven. It's heaven, a heart of faith. That's where your faith is in your heart. So tonight, let's all stand. God bless you. Thanks for hearing me out tonight. While faith is birthed in the heart, I said, while faith is birthed in the heart, Romans 10.10, I just need to put that up too to finish off properly. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. Faith brings that which is of the Spirit into your material world and it gives substance. Now, faith is the evidence of things not seen. Do you know what? When you live by faith, you're empowered by the invisible realm. When you live by faith, I'm empowered by what God is saying right now. I'm living and I'm going, yeah, the weather's like this and man, the economy's like that and, you know, things are happening, but I'm living empowered by the supernatural realm of what God says. Who's a bit like that? I'm not living by the mail, in the mailbox. I'm not living by normal circumstances. I'm not living by the natural realm. Is someone getting this? Um, is there someone getting this tonight? You need to live in the spirit realm by faith and access what God says about you, your church, and your family, your children, your marriage, your business, your finance. Right now we pray. Just close your eyes, lift your gaze to heaven right now, Father. I just pray that as each one of these precious people stand before you, stand in your presence, I pray this, O God, that you would stir their hearts to believe again with faith to believe in their wildest dreams, to believe with audacious faith, to lay hands on the sick, to to speak to others about Christ, to testify that as they utter just simple words to their friends, those words will be like seed that goes into the hearts of men and women, giving life, giving eternity. Jesus, right now I pray that we would learn to pray with faith, that we would learn to prophesy with faith over our natural circumstance and that we would elude, that not only elude, that we would believe in the higher revelation of the truth of the matter for our life and our circumstance. Who's believing that with me tonight? Yeah, look, let's believe what's happening. Let's not be silly about this, but I declare another alternative. I declare declare another reality another reality. I declare another revelation of God's truth over these situations I face. I prophesy into them. I pray to them. And I say, Lord God, right now, bring it to pass. I just love this. And I've got to say it. You are no longer controlled by the visible. Just keep your eyes closed. I just want to just almost pray this over you. You are no longer controlled by the visible, but you are influenced by the spiritual. 
Your actions are not motivated by what you see with your physical eyes because faith operates beyond the natural senses. You see things from a different perspective because you view everything through the eyes of faith. Faith is not based on the evidence of our physical senses, but on the eternal, invisible truths and realities revealed by God's Word. As Paul said, for we walk by faith, not by our five senses, not by our sight. We walk by faith. So Father, right now, I just pray that people, every single person under the inspiration of my voice right now, Lord God, would have... Lord, a full-blown transition into the spiritual realm of faith, out of the carnal. Some people are saying, I just can't believe in this radical God. I just can't believe in a God who could raise the dead. I can't believe a God who would supply all our needs according to His riches and glory in Christ Jesus. I can't believe in a God who says, for I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, to bless you. I just can't believe in such a God, but trust me, you've got to exercise this faith. Just exercise it like a muscle and begin to say these things as their truth. Begin to say it as its truth. Begin to prophesy. Begin to pray it. I am blessed. I'm, the, I'm a child of God. I'm bound for heaven. I'm blessed in the meantime. Ephesians 1.3 says, you are abundantly blessed with every spiritual blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Got to learn to prophesy the word, prophesy faith over your life, prophesy over your friends, your family, your church. How about we do that this week, amen? How about we do that, prophesy? I love hanging around with people who have faith. I love hanging around with Andrew Flaxman. Andrew, I say, Andrew, clouds are a bit gloomy. You really think we should go for a surf? You kidding? Of course we are. Let's, let's wax up. Let's do it. Let's go. Oh, do you think we should give today? You know, feeling a little bit stingy today. You kidding? We're not called to live by our feelings. We're called to live by faith. You don't worship God by your feelings. If you did, hardly any of you would be worshiping. But you worship by the best sacrifice, it says in Hebrews, is the sacrifice that is given out of faith. Father, I want to worship you, praise you, love you, walk with you. I want your version of my life from here on end. I pray the eyes of my heart would be open to see the incomparable great power of God rushing towards me. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 1, the incomparable power of God, the mercy, the grace. So, Father, right now, I pray in this house, right now, in Jesus' name, with eyes closed, Father, if there be anyone in this house that needs to say yes to you, the Bible says if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, believe in your heart that he was raised from the dead, that he lives at the right hand of the Father. If you believe that, you can be saved. You can be supernaturally connected to God. If that's you tonight, I would love to pray for you before we finish. I would love to say a prayer of you being divinely connected to God, for your sins to be washed clean to be set free, to stand up in the countenance of the loving God that loves you all the days of your life. I would just love to pray that prayer over you. If that's you tonight, don't let another moment go by without God in your life. Don't let another moment go by without that great love loving on you, blessing you. The lover of your soul, Jesus, paid an amazing price for you 
to walk and to live by faith. In Jesus' name I pray. Right now, if there's anyone in the house, if that's you, if that's your friend next to you, behind you, in front of you, this could be your moment to say again, yes to Jesus. If that's you and you want to acknowledge him through this prayer that I'll offer up in the moment, if that's you from the front to the back to this side to this side, I pray that you would say yes with faith in your heart, that you would say yes to Jesus, that you would walk out from this place tonight knowing that heaven is celebrating and the smile of God is upon your life all the days of your life. If that's you, I would love to pray for you. If that's you, just shoot up your hand right now in Jesus' name from the front to the back to this side to this side. I've given you a moment. Is that a hand? Can I see? Yeah, that's praise God. Any others? Quick. hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3telgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.